0: Discover something you'll really, really love. Grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio and by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuer's Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com.
1: TV and this is BBQ set.
2: So, to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's say whatever?
3: We put the lighter fluid on,
2: strike their match, and
3: oh. should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
0: Good evening, and welcome to the really big barbecue central radio show—the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to get in touch with the show tonight, you can do it uh, one of two different ways. It's a toll-free call, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you want to, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are your two ways to get in touch with me should you want to do so during the course of the evening. If you haven't, uh, well, everything else about the show can be found at the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening on the show. First of all, if you haven't signed up for that newsletter yet, Head on over to the website and sign up for that. About 150, 200 spots left for that. Comes out every Tuesday around 4 o'clock Eastern and gives you that little bit of heads up on what's happening during the show a little bit later on in the evening. In case you don't get it, here's what's happening. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, frequent guest of the show, a host of his own show, Sam Zion, a.k.a. Sam the Cooking Guy, will be joining me. And uh, we'll be talking about a number of different topics to include uh, the status of his show currently, maybe some uh, great recipes that he has been working on. Might work in a rice cooker question. Who knows what's going to be going on when we talk to Sam the Cooking Guy? But always look forward to that conversation. Fourteen past the hour, we'll see Sam with us. Thirty-five past nine o'clock, Fred Bernardo, the smoking guitar player and owner of Tasty Licks Barbecue, pitmaster of Tasty Licks Barbecue competition cooking team, joins us. They hosted the Three Eyes competition. Well, it wasn't a competition class. I guess it was more focused towards the backyard. So I wanted to get a recap on that. And then, of course, we'll see what's hot and awesome at uh, Tasty Licks, whether it be the online presence or the brick-and-mortar store. And then we move into the second hour. First-time guest Mitch Sanati joins me from Dirt Productions. We're going to be talking to him about the new barbecue documentary that he has coming up called American Smoke dirtproductions.com, dot com, the website, if you want to check it out in advance, and then ten thirty five, Malcolm Reed helps me close out the show. Strong pitmaster of killer hogs and the author of How to BBQ and we'll be talking about how to make homemade bacon. Everybody loves bacon, can't get enough. Hey, look, you're listening to the show right? This is a live show. This is March fifth, twenty thirteen. Uh, you're only really able to listen to the show via. The, the number of audio avenues that we have. So if you are listening to the show right now and you know somebody that typically goes in on the video side, which is going to be down for a couple of weeks at least, make a Facebook post or get on your Twitter account, and tweet it out that you are listening to the show right now, and you can only do that at the And at the very top right of the navigation there. It gives you three different options to listen. If you got an Apple, use QuickTime. If you have a PC-based machine, Use the uh, Windows Media Player. You can also use Real Player. You can also go to TuneIn.com or TuneInRadio.com or whatever it is. Get it there. You can go to ShoutCast.com. Get it there. Just search BBQ Central, and typically that'll bring up the uh, the radio. You can also listen to it on your smartphone if you download the TuneIn app, TuneIn Radio app. It's free. Again, just search BBQ Central, and typically I'll just show up right after you do that. This show will actually be in Roku version for consumability probably tomorrow at some point. Uh, there just will not be any video, obviously. So you might be asking yourself, what is going on over there at Barbecue Central? No video a number of weeks. It was kind of failed last week. And the bottom line is this. We had a really good audio second hour last week. We had a really bad <laughs> and unfortunate video first hour with Meathead, and he always seems to get the brunt of it for some reason. I feel real bad for him about that. What we've been able to devise or surmise is this, and I spent the better part of two, two and a half hours with the creator of the Outdoor Cooking Channel, Kevin Bevington, on a Saturday this past. And basically what it's boiled down to is we have, we, me, I have some processor issues that when we add the video software, and then connecting through Skype, that's throwing my processors into a tizzy for some reason. So that has to get worked out. Unfortunately, there's roughly you know three or four more pressing matters than me getting a new computer uh, to get this video thing on board, uh, namely paying taxes, which I've never had to do like in 10 years. I'm not going to tell you why we have to do it this year. But federal, state, and local get their share of of uh, quite a bit of money, unfortunately, which I was not very happy about. So that's first. Some other issues to take care of, and then we'll look at uh, getting the new rig on board. And uh, I I do have a couple other people that I've been consulting with that are within this TV and radio and production industry, and I'm going to be getting some great information from them as well. So really, that's what's been going on the last couple weeks. We're boiling it down to... One or more bad processors. Does that mean we're going to crash tonight? I doubt it, because we're just doing. It. I mean, it worked last week. It's working right now. There really isn't that much tax on the processors right now. Just doing the audio recording. So I think I, you know I'm feeling pretty confident. But of course, you never know. So take it for what it is. We can hopefully we'll gut through it. We got some great giveaways tonight as well. So I'm looking forward to that. You'll recall that typically every month, although he's been hard to track down the last three or four months, Derek Riches from About.com usually comes on and gives us his take on what's new in the barbecue market, items that he has been testing out or getting from manufacturers that might be looking to bring new stuff on board into the market. And he'll try it out and test it out and do all that great stuff with and then he comes on and talks about well you should spend your money on that or that's kind of a waste of money i wouldn't spend my money on that stuff like that he has released bbqnotabout.com the uh, best barbecue beans recipe So I'm going to go link over to that right now, and we'll I'll give you the uh, the top ten. Number one, Judy Mills from Scratched Baked Beans, from Scratch Baked Beans. Uh, number two is the Boston Baked Beans. Three is the Cowboy Beans. Number four is the Carolina Barbecue Beans. Number five, the Kansas City Baked Beans, so already regional confrontation going on there. Number six, Smoked Beans. Never heard of Smoked Beans. Uh, seven, Hot and Spicy Barbecue Beans. Some like it hot. Number eight, easy barbecue beans. That was a uh, wrestle, uh, recipe that was simple and delicious. Use your slow cooker on that if you want. And here's a, here's a bean that I think gets overlooked because it's not like regionally, well, it's not nationally accepted, not nationally known. Very, I would say hyper-regional in where it's known and how it's used, but that's the Santa Maria-style pinquito beans. I've had top people in the Santa Maria style barbecue industry gave me, you know, there's a process to these and you got to eat them right. They are a cross between like a small pink and a small white bean and they're available for purchase online or you can substitute pinto beans, I suppose, but that doesn't really make the pinkito beans. Uh, Traditionally used with the Santa Maria style barbecue when you're making a tri-tip. Have a side of Pinkito beans, like cowboy style, other stuff, and then of course number ten, uh, barbecue beans, which was uh, submitted to Derek by some guy named Bruce Cook. So those are Derek's top ten barbecue bean recipes. You can find them at bbq.about.com. As far as giveaways tonight, uh, we have the standbys, the Brian Corbett Smokin' Scully's giveaway sauce. You get six bottles of his sauce. We reviewed it last week during the first hour. Although, you wouldn't know it.
1: Get that big stuff out of here.
0: All three of us actually liked it. So, it was me, it was my wife, it was my middle daughter. All three of us liked I think you will too. Plus, you get six bottles. I mean, that's strong, right? You get six bottles. Smoking Scully sauce coming up. Uh, $10 gift card to com. That is com, And then a special giveaway from, Randy Hus- uh, from Andy Husband's, a signed copy, autograph copy of Wicked Good Barbecue. It's one of the best books about barbecue to ever come out on the face of the earth. And you will get your chance to get a signed copy, autograph signed copy, of Wicked Good Barbecue. Those are your giveaways tonight. So be ready. Get those fat fingers ready, as I like to say. Alright folks, coming up in just over a week, the Smokin' at the Run barbecue contest will be held at the Buffalo Run Casino and Hotel in Miami, Oklahoma. I will be hosting this event. It is a first-time barbecue contest, sanctioned by KCBS, $7,500 overall purse. Guess what folks, we were going to cap at 50 teams, it sold out at 55 teams crazy what did you miss out on how about a cheap $200 entry fee how about a 20 by 40 spot that's on pavement how about you visit buffalorun.com click on the banner on the homepage, and see full details about what you missed plus book a room and hang out for the weekend why not what's better to do in Miami Oklahoma we're going to kick that competition season off in spectacular fashion Come on down. Join me along with all those other pitmasters that were lucky enough to get in who will be vying to be that first grand champion of this event. And I saw the hardware that those winners are going to be getting. Very impressive. This competition is being organized by David Qualls. He is a competition cook. He knows what it's like to cook in a well-run contest. So you know he's going to bring it strong. Again, head on over to buffalorun.com. Click on the Smoking at the Run banner to get all that information that's going to be happening this uh, weekend after next week after this coming in one week's time about can i say it like that a week from this coming weekend and it's going to be awesome 55 teams it's a complete sellout it's a first year contest there's going to be $7,500 of guaranteed prize payout plus me hosting the event well worth however much it costs to get out there right of course we're going to have a great time, and I can't wait to see everybody that's going to be competing there. Plus, a lot of people that are contacting me through email saying, hey, we're going to make a trip down. We want to say hi, take some pictures, kiss babies, all that good stuff. I'd love to see you down there as well. Again, it's March 15th and 16th, so it will be a week coming up uh, week after next. This coming weekend, weekend after that. How about that? March 15th and 16th at the Smokin' at the Run in Miami, Oklahoma, at the world-famous Buffalo Run Hotel and Casino. BuffaloRun.com. That's BuffaloRun.com. And I will be seeing you there in just over a week's time. Very excited for that. Plus, from what I understand, 100% CBJ. Uh, We're coming back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. Be right back.
1: Casting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempy.
0: All right, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with me. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. Uh, Don't forget, coming up in about uh, 25 minutes from now, the smoking guitar player Fred Bernardo joins me. We're going to be doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, Joining me now, a regular contributor to the show, multiple-time author. He has won several Emmy Awards. Currently to date, I have won zero (laughs) Emmy Awards. He hosts his own show, the Sam Livecast, which can be seen on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Let's welcome back friend of the show. Sam, Zion. Sam, how are you, buddy?
2: Yay, I'm back. How are you, my friend?
0: Doing absolutely fabulous, Sam, and I appreciate you uh, making time for the show as always. What's happening, man? What's good?
2: I'm here for you. That's all I have to say.
0: All right. Hey, at least somebody is.
2: And by the way, not that I'm counting and not that it matters, <laughs> but several Emmys is actually 13. I'm just saying.
0: All right. Hey, lucky 13. Right?
2: There you go. Lucky 13. That's all right. exactly right.
0: So uh, lots of topics to hit tonight, Sam, so let's get at it. Now, first and foremost, first, aside from the 13 Emmys, yep. um, can you believe that your appearance tonight marks just over a year since your debut segment back in mid-February 2012? Like, how quickly is time passing right now? It's crazy, right?
2: You know, I mean, I say it to my kids all the time, but it is literally unbelievable to me how fast it goes the older you get. I mean, am I right?
0: It's funny because I was just going to say it seems like the older you get, the faster time is eroding. When you were a teenager, it just seemed like you know, summer took forever to end. School year took forever to exactly. end. Man, right. it is crazy going by so fast.
2: It's exactly right. And, you know, not to get all, you know, emotion or, or anything, but that's exactly the reason why you have to appreciate what you have, where you are, and and don't. Don't miss opportunities in life, whatever they may be.
0: All right, so I worked up a, uh, in case you forgot like how, uh, how cool it was to be on the show the very first time, I got to find, uh, I worked up a, a montage of, of the highlight of the very first time you were on the show. Do you want to take a yeah, listen to it with me?
2: Yeah. Yes, I do. Go ahead.
0: All right, here we go. Hold on one second. First timer to the show. It's uh, Sam Zion. Sam, the cooking guy. Sam, how are you, buddy? What's
2: up, man? How you doing, Greg? Fuck face. Fuck face. Fuck face. Fuck face. Fuck face. <laughs> shit. Fucking. <laughs> fuck it. Really fucking good. Fucking. 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 fucking shit. 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 <laughs> fuck it. Shit. shit. Fucking. Shit. Shitty. fucking Fucking. Fuck up. Oh, fuck. No shit. 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 Wait. Hey, y'all. Fucking. Hey, y'all. Shit. <laughs> shit happens. Shit. Fucking shit. Fucking shit. <laughs> fucking. shit. fucking. There he is. Sam. <laughs> yeah. What about that? Wait a second. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> I do not believe that was my first time with you.
0: Yeah, that was it.
2: Not all of that. Well,
0: a little condensed, I have to admit. That was a little I'm condensed.
2: condensed. <laughs> I do remember uh, us conversing after that uh, first visit, <laughs> and you saying, some people were, were a little concerned with my language.
0: Well, here's the bottom line. I went through, you know, it was maybe a right? 25, 30-minute <laughs> segment, so I just went out, and I decided to just pick out what everybody bitched about and then throw it right back in their face a year later.
2: Yeah, you did. Yeah, there you go. Hey, man, this is your show. You you can do what you want.
0: That's right. So while we're talking about shows, let's go ahead and, and stay with you just for a second. You know, you recently changed up your show a little bit going from, you know, out to a completely live show like mine's done once a week. Now to, I right. guess, what is like a, a pre-recorded, still three times a week. And look, I've done yes. this show live for five years now. Definitely not three times a week. So I can only imagine wow. the talks that were going on behind the scenes prior to you actually, you know, kind of announcing it to the world, and then ultimately transitioning into that pre-recorded show. Now, so how big of a decision was it for you, and how did it build to that decision?
2: You know, it's interesting because um, I didn't think it was that big a decision as as we were getting ready to do it. Uh, I mean, a couple things prompted it. One was. Uh, lynn Lynn uh, was going away for a while, yeah um, he had to take a sabbatical or leave of absence. Max um, who runs the board, moved to l a which mean which meant that he could come down to shoot, but coming down three nights a week was going to be a little problematic so while that 's going on, we start getting a sense of how people seem to be. Consuming the show. Yep. And there was a core audience that would watch live, but it turned out it was really tiny. <laughs> and we thought, well, if only a few people are watching live, let's be realistic about this and let's approach it that we serve the masses as opposed to just a few. And so we thought, you know, let's do that. At the same time, my schedule was, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a food guy, so a lot of stuff I do is nighttime events. And it was making it difficult for me to be there live to do these things. So we, every so often, we, we would record one in advance, and nobody seemed to care. Yeah. So all of this stuff is going on. We decide we're going to change the format of the show. We're going to record it when we need to. We'll air it Monday. You'll wake up Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, and the show will be there waiting for you as opposed to you know the nighttime thing. And So we make, make the announcement. And a uh, few people hate my guts for it. <laughs> I had a woman that used to be on the live cast every single night who sent an email that said, or she actually Facebooked it and she said, I feel like I have wasted the last year and a half of my life. I will not watch again. Brutal. Right? Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. And, and, and a few people saying, well, we really like the live component. We like to be on Facebook at the time and talk back and forth with Kelly and, and you guys there. And we'll try to catch it. But so now I hear this. The same day that we made the announcement, I read that Bobby uh, – that Jamie Oliver, the, you know, the British chef, yeah. is starting his own version of a podcast – But he's doing it live. Uh. So now (laughs) I have people telling me basically that that I'm an asshole. i got Jamie Oliver starting his own live version. And in my mind, I'm thinking, geez, man, this is maybe I made a big mistake. But now as the next couple of weeks go by and people start watching that episode, now a lot of people are writing in saying, you know what? Works for us because we couldn't watch live anyways. We just like watching. And then the funny thing happened that I really didn't, I guess, expect, our iTunes numbers started to just go way up. And now you can't find us on the uh, food lists, podcast lists, when we're not in the top 10 of the podcasts or the individual episodes. In fact, I think if you go at least two days ago, and you know, iTunes is a little bit like the stock market. It it comes and goes. It ebbs and
0: flows
2: or whatever they say. The other day, we were in the in the top ten of all watched food podcasts, and in individual episodes, we had three of the top ten. Wow! And honestly, Greg, that was not happening before. I think some, somehow the fact that we're just putting it out there when we are, and maybe it's just momentum. Maybe it's now after you know two years almost of doing this that it's starting to catch on. But whatever has happened, it hasn't been a bad thing the same time we've shortened it to trying to stay at a half an hour and everything now seems to be clicking and working now i feel like i'm a genius but honestly there was a few days there that i felt like the stupidest guy on the planet
0: (laughs) well i mean the people that make that i think that the people that have the uh the ability to watch the show live they build more of a personal investment into the show than the guys that are consuming it well, the, the vast majority of people, because I'm in the same boat. I have a very small percentage of people listening to the show live, have a, right. a substantially larger audience that downloads, and they consume the show whenever that they want. It's convenient for them. But right. the people that make that commitment to do the live show, they 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 feel like they invest more than the than the podcasters. You
2: uh, know what? I guess, I guess they do. I mean, they're still spending the same amount of time. But
0: they're it's making, interesting.
2: I mean, it makes an interesting statement about how we want to – consume our entertainment these days and we're very much becoming a nation of people that you want what you want when you want Yeah, and you can't you can't argue with that you know
0: so overall happy that you made the switch and everything's going just
2: fine absolutely all right going going just fine
0: all right so uh, well let me ask you this Do, do you ever foresee going back into a live show at some point
2: you know what I see going back doing live special event shows. You know like maybe maybe a half a dozen a year. Maybe when there's an audience or there's a reason to do it or something like that. But but even still, I mean, the feedback that I'm getting these days tells me that people will watch where it is, when it is doesn't really matter if it's shot if it's live, you know, at that minute. Because I mean, look at Look at what on television is live. You know, when we watch, uh, when we watch, I don't know, maybe the the Academy Awards are live, but even a lot of those major award shows to benefit the people on the East Coast, they shoot, they start them at like five o'clock, so it's eight o'clock there, and, and the, you know, the furthest away is eight o'clock, and then then people can watch and not have to worry about staying up till three o'clock in the morning.
0: Plus, I think the Letterman, v-
2: Leno, uh, Fallon, all those shows are shot in advance. I mean, yeah, they're shot the day that they air, but they air at what? 11.30 yeah. at night, and they shoot those things at 5 o'clock. Right.
0: The, and, and I think ultimately, as we kind of tie a ribbon on this, you know, how are you watching most of your shows anyway? You DVR them, you watch them when you want to watch them so you can fast-forward through all the commercials, right? I mean, can you name <laughs> even three shows that you watch live specifically to catch them live as they're happening?
2: I, I can't name one. In fact, Kelly and I, uh, my wife Kelly and I, just fell in love with uh, Downton Abbey um, maybe a month or so ago. And it's now over. Three seasons of it are now over. Yep. But we watched not the first two seasons, one show a week like, like regular people – we would watch one show a night, every night, until we were done with the season. And some nights, we would watch two. So if you want to go on the Sam Livecast and watch five episodes, you can do that. You don't have to wait till you know. And I think that's what people like to do. I'm not going to argue with what the people want, Greg. I really am not.
0: We're not here to argue. We're talking with uh, Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy. You can find him at com or thecookingguy.com. Uh, Sam, a couple recipes, if you could, you know, yes, uh, you know, I'm uh, five o'clock rolls around here on the East coast, you know, like you're doing right now. I like to, to grab a little drink. What's your uh, drink of choice? What do you like to make for people when they come over and Hey, do you want a drink? Yeah. Just make me something. What, what's your go-to?
2: Uh, I guess it sort of depends. Um, I, I try and if I can stay with the theme of the food that I might be making. I mean, if I'm making Mexican and like Southern California, you know, from my house to the Mexican border is about thirty-five minutes. Yeah. So we do tequila a lot, and, and I make a good margarita. And the margarita recipe that's on my website, everybody should make. And I don't benefit from it. I'm just telling you, it's a damn good margarita. <laughs> so if I'm making Mexican, I might do that. You know, um, we try and do beer that's thematic for the food. If I've got Italian food going, you know, we'll buy Peroni's. Or uh, or Japanese beer, you know, whatever Asahi. If I got some Japanese going, but I'm fond of whiskey and bourbon these days. Oh, I really am, and I think a lot of people are starting to turn onto it. I said to somebody the other day, you know, whiskey is the new vodka. Yeah, uh, like like whatever. Red is the new black, or whatever they say. There's a uh, there's a, a recipe on my website called a bourbon romaine. And it's a bourbon or whiskey, your choice, whatever your favorite is, on ice uh, with ginger ale, uh, angostura bitters shaked in, and a big wedge of lime. And I'm telling you, I can't make that when somebody doesn't ask me for the recipe. And this is men and women. Women love the drink. Hmm. It takes The ginger ale takes the edge off. It fits perfectly. And the angostura bitters, just to add an herbal note, and I don't mean to sound all, you know, chefy because I'm not, a, I call myself a cook, but the, the angostura bitters add a really nice element to it that you just can't get without it. I mean, it's fantastic.
0: It sounds like, that you know, initially it's a highball. You got whiskey or bourbon, you got ginger ale. Right. Uh, Which is what my grandfather used to drink only for the holidays. And I like to carry on that tradition since he's passed. But then, you know, putting in the bitters, you know, that's like, I've never done that before. And then I don't typically, you know, wedge a lime in there either. So I've got to try that.
2: I have to tell you, uh, it's called Bourbon Romaine because a very dear friend of mine who's now since passed away, his name was Romaine, taught me this drink uh, a bunch of years ago. And uh, it's, well, I could drink it like, Morning through night, it's not it's good. And whether you use Maker's Mark or uh, Jack Daniels, it doesn't make any difference. It's all good. I wouldn't use a super expensive bourbon or whiskey with it. I'd save those ones for drinking with one giant ice cube, you know, sipping. And you're a barbecue guy, so I'm going to imagine you like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but you try and, I try, at least for me, I try and save the expensive alcohols. Uh, for drinking sort of by themselves. So I really appreciate what they bring in a glass as opposed to, you know, uh, putting some kind of um, soda or or mix with it.
0: Gotcha. I uh, feel completely the same way when we're talking about high-dollar stuff. Now, get your drink taken care of. Are there any new, like, bless you, Kelly, are there any new uh, food recipes (laughs) going? Whoa, watch out. (laughs) (laughs) You heard that? Yeah, Tw- she's. she's it's, she sneezes like
2: twenty feet away from me, sneezing like she's right in my ear.
0: I know that's crazy. <laughs> high, high quality uh, equipment you're using there. Uh, what yes, like man. what's the new or the favorite main dish that you're either real high on right now or that you're working on right now?
2: Uh, okay, so I'll tell you, we have people coming over for here for dinner in a couple of minutes, Oof. and I'm making um, in my pot right now uh, will be when I finish it off, will be cioppino, which is like a seafood, sort of like an Italian seafood stew. Yep. Really simple, really delicious. Um, The base of it is really onion and garlic that you've softened, and then you put in um, whole peeled tomatoes that you've crushed up. Um, And I add some Bloody Mary mix that you would add vodka to. Bloody Mary mix is one of those things that it's one ingredient, but it's really more like six or seven. Yeah, because it's got it's got spices, it's got you know um, horseradish. Depending on the one that you buy, it's got hot sauce. It's it's great. So in my pot on the stove right now is this you know fairly thick liquid of simmering away of crushed tomatoes and garlic and onion, mm. and off to the side are shrimp and scallops and clams and some mahi-mahi that will all go in at the same time. The lid will go on, and seven, eight minutes later, the shrimp will be perfect, the scallops will be perfect, the mahi-mahi will be cooked the right way, the clams will have opened. And you'll ladle it into bowls and serve it with a good crusty bread. I'm telling you, man, it is crazy good. Crazy good.
0: And it sounds, you know, again, so that's, holding that's, that's, with the, the ahead, Sam the Cooking Guy theme, you know, fairly simple, not a lot of ingredients.
2: Right. That's exactly right. Fits perfectly, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: We did, uh, on the live cast, we did Dumpling Week. Yeah. Uh, uh, last... Yeah,
0: it was two week. weeks ago. Yep.
2: Two weeks ago. Yep. And we did uh, Potato Pierogi. You take a wonton wrapper, and inside of it a wonton wrapper that you buy already made from the store yeah inside of it you put a mix of mashed potatoes and shredded cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. you seal them up, you boil them for two minutes, you take them out of the pan out of the pot, you drain them, and then you put them in a little nonstick pan with some butter and you brown them, and you serve them with sour cream and a lot of like caramelized uh, onions. Oof. Oh, my oof is right. Oh, my God. We also did, uh, sorry, chicken and dumplings. Uh, With a deli roasted chicken, one of the easiest things you can make, they're so comfort food delicious, it's almost stupid.
0: And that's like a throwback to the old days. Not a lot of people are making, like, chicken and dumplings.
2: No. No, I don't think young people make stuff like that. Unless they've really been taught it, and I feel Greg like we went through this period of time when, when parents weren't teaching kids how to cook for some reason. I don't really get it, but they weren't, and kids got kids missed out on all this history rich food that they should have been paying attention to. You know, I have a child. Uh, I have a child at college that doesn't know anything about cooking. My, my flesh of my flesh, he's my, from my loins, for God's sake. And people ask me if he likes to cook and I go, no, that kid likes to be cooked for. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's going to be sorry one day and I'm trying to help him and he doesn't really want to learn. But I feel like there's a whole generation of kids that came out like that and they need to learn these things.
0: Yeah, I uh, completely agree. And and I think that was probably five years, uh, my junior uh, was, was maybe even ten years my junior was that that generation that, that kind of got passed over, or maybe just didn't have any interest. You know, the, the, right. man, I'm going to sound like an old effer when I say this, but the more sophisticated the video games got, and the more prolific the internet got, the you know, I mean, what's more exciting for a kid to go shoot a billion people on Call of Duty or watch mom make chicken and dumplings? I mean, to me, it's I, chicken I, and dumplings. You know I'm a cooking guy.
2: You're, you're completely right. Uh, sadly, you're completely right, but. I have two children uh, that are older than that one. They both like to cook. They appreciate cooking, is really what it comes down to. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Sam so, Zion is the uh, host of the Sam Livecast, and you can watch it Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays by visiting samlivecast.com. Uh, Sam, I know you got some people coming over I don't want to uh, hold you up anymore, so I always appreciate the time you, to you give real. the show, man. We'll do it soon, okay?
2: You're the best. Thanks, Greg. All right,
0: take care. There he is. Sam Zion. I think that's right. God, I sound like I'm being old. There is a gener. Look, there's a generation of kids out there, and it hasn't changed. Look, the younger they get, it, it's more pervasive than it is. I'd say mid-20s. I'm 38. You know, mid-20s, maybe towards 30, that generation, for whatever reason used to either being cooked for or didn't take the interest in learning how to cook still. We just want to learn how to cook good food. Don't go out. All right, gang, let me talk to you quickly about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. We're going to have Fred on here in just a second. He'll be the first one to tell you there's unsavory businesses and creeping marauders out there at each and every turn. I think we can all agree on that. Sometimes you're looking for a barbecue or grilling item that isn't stocked anywhere in your hometown, so now you're forced to go on the internet. Maybe you're scared, you've been screwed on the internet before, you don't want it to happen again. Great news. Fred Bernardo and the gang over at Tasty Licks will take care of you and your internet buying stresses. They have one of the most complete inventories of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All those items that you see on Fred's website are in stock, they're ready to ship to you directly. They carry grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks, chips, cookbooks, accessories. They do classes. If they don't have it, if they don't do it, you don't need it. And on top of all that, Fred carries many the other show sponsors in his store as well. Germo's doing like a two-for-one, shopping at a sponsor and buying sponsors' products. Best of both worlds. And don't forget that Tasty Looks has their own line of barbecue sauces and rubs as well. Be sure to try them. I just used the veggie blend in dinner tonight. Love that veggie blend. So head on over to Tasty Licks Barbecue. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. It's the only place I go to get all my barbecue supplies. So should you. Trusted online retailer, proud sponsor of the show for a long time now. Let Fred know how you listen to the show each and every week and how you hear spots live every Tuesday. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com, TastyLicksBBQ.com. And we'll be back with a smoking guitar player right after this. But straight ahead, a Smoke and Scully's giveaway. So stick around for that. We'll be right back.
1: The time where we give stuff
0: away. People give us stuff on the show to give away. At no money for you, that's why it's free. Send an email on its way when I tell you to. That's why we give stuff away. Well, I think I've made a determination that that song is a little too long. And it was just off the cuff when I sang it. All right. Uh, your chance to win Brian Corbett of Smoke and Scully's six pack of their uh, Leave the Bones sauce. Just Leave the Bones, I believe is what it's called. You get six bottles for free. You get it, Smoke and Scully's, in a subject line of an email that you're about to blast off to me. In the subject line, Sam the Cooking Guy, for your chance to win a six pack of Smoke and Scully sauce, Leave the Bones. Sam, the cooking guy, in the subject line. Good luck.
1: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
0: All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Let's see if we got a winner here. I never asked for this. Uh, yeah, they'll be coming in. The women, the um, my next guest, a longtime sponsor of this show. The only place I recommend you to do your online shopping for all your barbecue and grilling items. It's not out here to screw you. The Pitmaster of Tasty Licks Barbecue Team, we race over to the hotline and pull up Fred Bernardo of Tasty Licks Barbecue. Fred, how are you, buddy?
3: Hey Greg, pretty good. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Fred. Always appreciate you making time for the show. How's and, my audio feed? Okay. Yeah, uh, sound good to me. Sound good to you?
3: Sure, but I'm, I'm a little disappointed that we're not having video. Oh. You know, I washed my face <laughs> and then I worked on my lighting. Really? You know, yes.
0: Oh my lord! It's all uh, it's all going awry. I apologize. Uh, hopefully we'll get nought. that. We'll get that worked out for next time. Hopefully. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's see. We got a winner of the smoke and Scully sauce. It's uh, Chris. Uh Mama. Chris Mama wins a six pack of smoke and Scully sauce. Uh, Fred, couple of different things to talk about tonight here during uh, our time together. Not the least of which was the Three Eyes barbecue class that took place. I believe it was February 23rd. So was uh, that like last weekend, I guess, uh, or yep. the weekend before? If you could re kind of give us the the lowdown of exactly what that class was supposed to be, or how you were billing it, and then your thoughts of how the class actually went out.
3: Okay, well, it, you know, this was not a serious competition class, and it was never billed as that, so that, that wasn't a big deal. We had plenty of people that just wanted to learn how to cook, and a lot of people just wanted to see Dan and Chris in action and uh, hope that maybe just a little bit of their good uh, vibes would rub off on uh, some of us competitors, you know, because th- those dudes had, like, an incredible season, and they started this season off, Right away, came out of the shoot with a win. So, uh, you know, we just had a nice time. They showed uh, we had everything from beginner backyarders to experienced competition people, and uh, had a nice class ribs and chicken. And uh, you know, it was fun.
0: Did you, as you're kind of paying attention to what people are asking and, and kind of how they're chatting up the pitmasters, was there a common themed question that people were asking? Were people still trying to get brisket ideas and, and techniques, even though maybe that wasn't being covered?
3: Uh, you know, there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of that. A little bit of people asking brisket, and even though they were cooking chicken and ribs, uh, people couldn't help but start asking about other things. Uh, and you know, we 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 uh, announced, you know, on the on their application, on the registration for this, that you know, this was not going to be a give out the secrets class. It was just a cooking class. But uh, you know, they may have given some out, but no one knows if they did or not. And of course, everybody's looking for that secret, you know. That so magic thing.
0: What are what are Dan and Chris like when they put on a class? I mean, you've done. Is this the second time you've had them in now, or you have this, the Plowboys? This, this right? is the
3: first time we had them. You know, most of the classes we do are, you know, either we bring in a national person like we have Harry Sue on March 16th and 17th, and we can talk a little bit about that. But uh, you know, I do most of them myself, and uh, but you know, when I do have a guest, you know, guest people come in, it's nice to have people like Chris and Dan. I mean, they they, they were great. Everybody loved them, and we're going to bring them back and. Uh, you know i i, I couldn 't say enough about these guys, you know we compete against them uh, quite a few times every year, and uh, they're great competitors and they gave me a lot of tips you know early in the game they helped me out and uh, you know j- just just a couple of good guys uh, you know and the rest of the guys on their team too i mean they're just doing an awesome job and they're great guys and everybody really loved them
0: so when you you know as a as a business owner you're always looking and obviously you're dealing with the barbecue and grilling industry, so since you have the brick-and-mortar place in beautiful downtown shillington pennsylvania when you bring these guys in is it a hard like sell for you when you call a harry sue or when you call uh, todd johns or dan hickson and say hey you know what's it going to take or what kind of a conversation takes place to land somebody like that to get over to you
3: well i, I must tell you i've talked to uh, most of the heavy hitters uh except for you know the top dog but uh, most of the heavy hitters and You know, I had quite a few to select from this year and Harry was kind of my first choice just because of his diversity and his attitude and his whole approach to cooking and competition and things. And uh, so I was I was happy that he was, you know, I I do things very uh, I like to do things ahead of time. So I I, you know, we we set this thing up, you know, eight or nine months ago. So uh, and and it was good because within a few weeks, this whole year was booked. But I've talked to most of the heavy hitters and. You know, uh, next year, you know, to twenty fourteen, we'll have somebody else, and uh, maybe we'll wait and see how the season goes a little bit. But uh, you know, we could have brought any any of the big any of the big boys in uh, to do a. to We could have did a full bore, you know, competition, which Harry Sue is doing. You know, he's going to do his full bore competition approach plus a bunch of other stuff. But uh, you know, I like to have the big guns in. You know, maybe one a year, and the rest of the time either I do them or I, you know, I'm going to bring in Dan, of course. Probably a bunch more times, depending on, you know, the the schedule, because, you know, I start competing, you know, we start competing here, you know, after the thaw. You know, the thaw in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Speaking of that, I talked to Harry Sue today, and he said, what's the temperature there? And I said, yeah, it's like 36 degrees. And he was like, oh, no. Uh, I, I, he said he, he said he always teaches in shorts. I said, not this time, dude.
0: Yeah, bring your pants and pack a jacket. Um, <laughs> right,
3: that's exactly what I said.
0: March 16th and 17th, so it's not this weekend, but the weekend after uh, this coming. Yep. Uh, Is it sold out already? Are there still spots open? Yeah,
3: yeah, He's doing two classes. He does a six hour class, and uh, he has it really structured. He's done the same exact class many, many times. He does a six hour class, 15 foods. He does the 4K CBS meats, you know, using one 18 inch Weber uh, Smoky Mountain. And I'm using a variety of uh, other things. He endorses Green Mountain Pellet Grills, most of the stuff we sell. Uh, He does a bunch of other – his signature dishes like his ahi tuna dish and tri-tip and a certain kind of cornbread and some sides and da-da-da. So it's a six-hour thing, a lot of eating, semi-hands-on. The people sort of help him cook. Uh, We start at 7 o'clock in the morning. Harry's going to be cooking all night, and he's going to be sleeping in barbecue one. Whoa, that's right, our motorhome.
0: I've heard a song about that you, one you time. Remember,
3: you remember the song, The Legend of Barbecue One. I
0: might, yes.
3: Right, right, right. I broke it on your show, you know.
0: That's right. Oh, <laughs> I do remember. No, hard.
3: And, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have a fun <laughs> weekend. Harry's really, I'm telling you, he's doing two of these classes. He does, you know, Saturday and then Sunday. Uh, we had a limited number of seats. You know, the, usually the the person that's putting on the class, you know, sets all, you know, gives me the parameters. And uh, we, we sold out. I mean, I didn't even really advertise. I sent it out on my mailing list a couple times. We have about 20,000 barbecue fans on our email list. And, uh, wow. you know, I have a huge waiting list. I mean, anybody cancels it, the spot will be filled instantaneously. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. Everybody's really revved up to come, uh, come cook with Harry. And, and, and I'm really happy to have him coming in.
0: Where's the farthest that somebody's coming in for the Harry Sue class?
3: I think Oklahoma, maybe. Really? Yeah, there's, there's wow. some locals. Uh, you know, regionals, some competitors, you know, some of the people that I compete with, you know, like uh, Heath from Pork Barrel Barbecue. He's out in Texas now. He just picked up his jambo, but yep. he said he's coming and he's oh. registered. And I, I was at the Mid-Atlantic Barbecue Association banquet last week, and a couple people there said they were, you know, registered for the class. And uh, But we have everything from, you know, faraways, so I think maybe Minnesota, or maybe they're on the waiting list. Gee, I don't remember, but, uh, you know there were on the between the what the people that are registered and the people on the waiting list it's all over the united states and probably canada also
0: and shillington pennsylvania has the capacity to house these people in in regards to uh, hotels and motels and all that stuff
3: well it's 15 people per class wow so yeah yeah believe it or not shillington does have a uh, you know best western that has plenty of room a in it a
0: booming metropolis that but is this is
3: only a you know it's a, it's a it's a 6 hour <laughs> class so people can come in in the morning and they'll leave mid afternoon you know, it's not like one of those. Uh, there's no reason to wait for these things. You know, he'll he'll put a set of meat on early and cook it all night and have it finishing up. You know, during the class, that's what I always do. And then you prepare a, a second set of meat during the class, so everybody sees the preparation, and how it goes on. You know, and then that becomes the set of meat for the next day. So I'm sure that's what he's going to do. What's the but, uh, what's the people ticket? People are interested in seeing that Weber. You know, seeing him cook the whole contest on a Weber.
0: Of course, uh, smallest footprint in barbecue. What's yep. the uh, what's the ticket cost for that?
3: You know, I think it was three ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken. Harry set the price. Uh, pretty sure it was three ninety nine, um, and you know it's limited to fifteen people. So we're going to be inside. We'll have the cookers out in the front porch, just like every other Saturday, and uh, we block off the front of the store, hang a curtain up, and uh, we have a private class there. and Should should be a riot.
0: Look, I don't know nothing from nothing, but fifteen people. I mean, that, that's a that's a pretty uh, intimate class, let's say. But for oh, yeah. semi hands on, I mean, four hundred bucks. That seems like a lot, right?
3: No, no, I don't think so. I think no? that's really reasonable.
0: Four hundred dollars. What's oh, that? Four hundred dollars.
3: Well, you go to Myron's class, you spend seven fifty. Oh god, plus, well, I know plus that. Plus hotels, you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, who, the- who
3: won more contests last year, him or Myron? I bet, I think maybe he did.
0: Uh, well, I, I don't know, and I I'm not going to attempt to look foolish. Exam-
3: just citing that as an example, <laughs> I think that's. I think it's very reasonable. Let okay. me tell you, there I could have had a thou- I could have booked a thousand people. I'll bet.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he's very popular, so I think uh, I think that's obviously going to do very well uh, for you, and, and Harry's going to have a great time out there on the East Coast, uh, whether he likes it or not.
3: And he donates all the money to charity, I think he told me. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, so he doesn't even get paid, and I mean, he's, you know, in, in the setup of these classes, every cook does it different, you know, uh, as far as, you know, us and them and who pays for what, etc., but Harry's having special meat flown in, it's certainly going to be not going to be cheap, And yeah. uh, but I'm pretty sure he gives all his proceeds to charity, you know. And wow. I give all mine to my employees.
0: Of course, that's why they're employees. That's right. <laughs> that works. All right. So Harry Sue's coming March sixteenth and seventeenth. So that'll be the week after next. Uh, do you, are there any other like classes that are going on uh, at least in the upcoming?
3: Yep. No. Actually, you know, we're kind of getting to the end of the class season. I did. You know, quite a few pizza master classes, and I've done a couple briskets, and you know, I had a good year with briskets and pork last year. So people, you know, people around here sort of want to see what I was doing, and so I I did a lot of those, and I do a lot of you know beginner people that just want to learn how to cook you know pulled pork or ribs or something, and I usually do that you know prior to the season, and right now we're starting to think about the coming season. So I don't know if we'll have I might I might throw a couple more pizza ones in here uh, next month, you know, because I can do those inside, but. You know, other than that, I think we'll we'll just get to our we do we do demos like casual demo demo classes on Saturday mornings. You know, free ones. On, on if I'm not competing, usually we have to do some sort of free demo on a Saturday morning. But uh, you know, any formal ones I'll announce via my email and website.
0: Now we've referenced the 2013 competition season. What are the plans that you've had laid out now for this? Is, is this the third year in competition?
3: Yep, this will be my third year. So, well, I don't know. I'm just hoping I can do at least as good as last year. And uh, who knows, maybe even a little better. And I'm, you know, I I took the approach over the winter the same as I did the year before. Use the winter to get my head mentally together and uh, maybe retool a couple things. And the things that I did good with, make sure I'm just, you know, doing them the same.
0: Is there going to be like a a contest that you go to is going to be really far away or, or out of the region that you're focusing on?
3: No, I don't think so. You know, there's so many. There, there, I could, I could, we could, we could go out every weekend. Probably within about three or four hours of our home base here. Uh, probably every weekend from, uh, from April through uh, maybe September or October. And I thought about maybe going farther, but you know, barbecue one, man, phew-wee, You know, you <laughs> never know. You never know what's going to happen. You know, remember the song? Is she going to run? That's barbecue one.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> the barbecue uh,
3: red great last year. And uh, I think maybe I got the bugs out, actually. But, uh, yeah, there's so many close by what, well, you know, I don't see any reason to go far unless maybe we qualify for one of the big ones.
0: All right. So shooting to do just as good, perhaps even better than last year. And uh, last That's year was a I'm very up, good year. Baby. Um, as far as the store is concerned, uh, we, we address the classes there any new products uh, or anything new that you want to uh, announce to the Centralites tonight while uh, we have a couple minutes left.
3: Yeah, well, a couple things I'm working on. You know, we have our secret sauce, which uh, did good in competition for a lot of teams last year and is great for just uh, eating. And uh, we're going to have that in gallons very soon. People have been asking me for those for a long time. Uh, Pretty soon we're going to have the Oak Ridge uh, products. People are looking for those, their brines and all their rubs and things. I have a new line of baking stones that I'm having made for me, a real high-temp ceramic material. Uh, I have a 15-inch size, which really works perfect in a big green egg and a large, big green egg. Plus, uh, I have a rectangular one that works in the pellet grills and things. So if you're looking for a baking stone to bake bread or pizza in your in your grill or even your home oven, uh, if you go on our website and just put in, like, super ceramic, they come up on the little search box.
0: Is that going to crack when I cook on it?
3: No, it's not going to crack. All right. That's it, it the, the biggest crack.
0: issue that I've ever had with every pizza stone I've ever gotten is the, the
3: freaking yeah, thing you're, cracks. You're getting the wrong ones.
0: All right, well, I'm going to be going to com to get me a, a super ceramic pizza stone.
3: Absolutely, and, uh, you know, do you, are you do pizza in your oven? Is that where you is that where it? No,
0: I do it on my Bubba Keg, which is a fake uh, big green uh, right, egg.
3: Right, 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 man. Just get it in there and get it, get it fired up. Some of them crack because they can't handle direct flame when you put them in a grill like that.
0: Well, that could probably be uh, the exact reason why that's doing it, because, you know, I'm getting mine from Target.
3: Right, yeah, well... Uh, I'll tell you these that we have—they'll take two thousand degrees. Oh wow! You know, and I—we've already taken them at the store. You know where we wanted to switch things around, and we put our hot gloves on and grabbed the stone, and it was like even hotter than we thought, and we flung it into a snowbank. <laughs> you know, even the shock. You know, the only thing that will break is if you know if you drop it, it'll crack on something. But uh, therm- thermal-wise, these things are really, uh, really durable.
0: All right, so uh, look for that pizza stone, and you got the Oak Ridge products coming in, of course, uh, the gallon of secret sauce soon to be available. Uh, this guy is Fred Bernardo. You know him. You love him. He is the purveyor of Tasty Licks BBQ and, of course, the uh, pitmaster of Tasty Licks Barbecue Competition Cooking Team. Fred, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming out tonight.
3: Great, great. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you next. You time. got it.
0: There he is. Fred Bernardo of uh, Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. I recommend that you shop there so you don't get screwed on the internet by crazies. Crazies are all over the place. Your chance to win a ten dollars gift card from the Barbecue Superstore coming up next. But first, let me talk to you about Stephen DeFranco and Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Look, I was just in there yesterday. Uh, my wife has a uh, it's this watch, but it, it's, it communicates with some other device. You know, not only is it a watch, but it was something else. I think the watch was secondary, and the battery died on it. But it's a special battery that. Walmart doesn't have and the Target Electronics doesn't have and all this other stuff. So she throws the watch at me the other day and she's like, "Hey, take this up to Steve see if he can help me out." I was like, "You know he can help you out." So I ran my skinny little ass up to the corner of 91 and 84, stopped in to see Steven DeFranco. He was helping some lady pick out diamonds. One of his friendly staff Ladies helped me out, and she looked at it, and she said, hey, we can get that fixed for you. No problem. I was like, I don't know. You might want to take a look at it. This battery cannot be found by hide nor hair. She chuckled, came back 15 minutes later, and said, boom, you're done. Sent me on my merry little way. That's why I like dealing with Stephen DeFranco. Stephen DeFranco's Jewish. Uh, you should deal with them, too. StephenDefranco.com is the website. D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O. StephenDefranco.com. He carries the uh, complete bowl of a line of watches. He's got Citizen. He has Phillip & Company, which is a cottage watchmaker based right here in west of Cleveland. He's got these new, I believe it's called To Exist. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's called To Exist. They're brand new. Look at them on his website. They are... Definitely an interesting-looking watch, if we can say it like that. And then all the other standby stuff. Earrings. Diamond rings. Necklaces. Different kinds of jewelry that you might not even think about. He's got it, and he wants to save you a lot of money when you mention the term barbecue brother or barbecue sister. You call him... 440 943 2700. That's 440 943 2700. Ask for Steve and then uh, deal with him from there. Tell him what you want. Watch the savings happen. All right, we'll come back for a $10 giveaway to the BBQ Superstore. That's a $10 giveaway to the BBQSuperstore.com. Get ready to win. Your chance is next. Stand by.
1: Ready give stuff away for nobody. That's why it's free of charge. You can
3: win stuff and I'll give it away for free.
0: Alright, your chance to win a ten dollar gift card to the bbq Richard Parker and the good folks over at the Barbecue Superstore doing this giveaway. It's pretty much a standing giveaway. I'll this damn thing close? Close, you freaking close thing. Um, send me an email. And in the subject line, it should say, Barbecue One. Barbecue One. I'm not going to be particular this time on how you spell it. So if you want that $10 gift card from the BBQ Superstore.com, send me an email in the subject line Barbecue One.
1: Good luck. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rippy. Big B, new suburban
3: superb
1: Let's go! Give me two shots. Son. We don't need
2: a radio. Bring a for my outlaws, son. Bring me three shots.
0: Son. All right, we are back. eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. 44804 Greg at the BBQ Want to thank uh, Fred Bernardo and Sam Zion for joining me during the first hour. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. whoa, whoa. What happened there? Oh. Second hour wrap-up. What is that all about? Give me the first hour wrap-up. There we go. Well, there's the first hour wrap-up. That's all I was looking for. So I'm going to have to go back in and fix that, that's for sure. All right. Uh, again, thanks to Sam the Cooking Guy and Fred Bernardo. sam uh, thesamlivecast.com second hour is going to have us having a conversation with mitch sanati and uh, closing out malcolm reed an autographed copy of wicked good barbecue as well don't want to miss that your chance to win it all that plus more you're listening to the barbecue central show right here on the barbecue central radio networks to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. You have a great show, I'm a big fan.
3: has got a lot of power. Come on, Greg. You're asking a guy whose team name is Pellet Envy. <laughs> so, obviously the answer
0: you're going to get is no. We cook because we have to and we grill because we want to.
1: Fine, how's <laughs> on?
0: Charbonno. It's all about the Charbonneau, dude.
2: I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva.
0: Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah, really.
0: You could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills.
2: So what What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle.
0: But listen, Laburnius, shake your face. How hot is Kelly Ripa in person? Uh, Kelly Ripa is super hot. She's absolutely delicious.
1: Oh, yeah. You could, you could...